Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, February 6th, 2023. I'm Mike Cacciopoli. All right, here we are starting a new week. A new week. A full week of And Let's Be Heard. Another full Fantastic five shows of Unless Be Heard, if I may say so myself. But the show is really only as good as the news, right? If there's nothing going on in the news, what the hell would I talk about? But of course, that's a that's a fait accompli. There's always something going on in the news. Always something going on. And uh, I think a lot happened over the weekend. A lot, a lot happened that we can, we, can, we can talk about, that we can discuss. That is grist for our mill. Of course, tomorrow, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, is the big State of the Union. How many people can be watching the State of the Union? Raise your hands. I don't see any hands. They say this is the most listened to speech the President of the United States gives. Right? This is the, the speech with the biggest ratings. And I don't understand it. I don't get it. This is basically an hour, usually roughly an hour, of, of just total propaganda. Now, that goes for whoever's giving the speech. And I don't understand why people listen to an hour of propaganda, an hour of lies. That's basically what it is. It's an hour of lies every year uh, around early February. And I, I don't get I don't understand the whole point of it, actually. Uh, so the whole idea around the State of the Union, if I got – didn't it start – when did it start exactly? I have to look it up. But what's the whole idea around the State of the Union? That the president's supposed to get up in front of Congress, right? And the American people nowadays on television. Obviously, there was a time when it wasn't televised. It was on radio before that. But get up and, and, and talk about the State of the Union, right? How things stand at that moment in the country. Was there ever a time when this speech was given where the president was honest? When the president was like, okay, these three things really went well this year. These three things are really suck. We have to know what the president, they're never honest about the negative things. They accentuate the positive. They don't even, okay, it'd be one thing if they accentuate the positive and eliminate the negative. They don't even do that. They lie. They make up positive things, right? <laughs> there's, not, there's, they, there's nothing for, there's nothing that Biden can say tomorrow, today, whenever you're listening to this, that's going to be truthful, that's positive. There's nothing. And everything that he will claim is positive. I think I have to, I have to look up Stephen Moore wrote an article in the Post a couple of days ago about the six lies Biden will tell. He means the six big economic lies. I'm sure there'll be many more than six lies. Biden will lie many more than six times in an hour. But he'll talk about the jobs, right? Okay, so someone will say, Mike, come on. 500,000 jobs were just created last month. Over half a million jobs were created. That's a positive, right? And I say, no, it's not. It's spin calling that positive. Those were jobs that Joe Biden, his cronies like Gavin Newsom, the hair gel king of California, Andrew Cuomo, the, the Sachin molester in New York, lost us. They, they, they lost us these jobs. These jobs were lost because of their closings. We told them not to close. We told them that would cost jobs, the economy, and years and years and years of, of destruction and heartache and misery, and they still did it, and we lost all these jobs. Had they not closed the businesses, these jobs would not have been lost. If the business had stayed open, 
very few jobs that have been lost. Yes, there would have been a few hypochondriacs who wouldn't want to go, so business would be down. But all these jobs that were lost, I'd say 90% of them would not have been lost. And 90% of the businesses that closed would still be open. So these are now jobs that are coming back. But like I did, like my analogy, Pete Hexeth had a good analogy. I like mine better, though, even though mine is a little more depressing. I mean, Pete Hexeth's analogy was you weigh 800 pounds, you've gained 400 pounds. Let's say you gain 400 pounds, you lose 100 pounds. You go, but you're still 300 pounds overweight. <laughs> so that's a good analogy. It is, but mine's better. Let me tell you why. My analogy of, let's say, hypothetically, of course, you killed 30 people and you had the magical ability to bring them back to life and you brought 20 of them back to life. And then you pounded your chest and said, I've created 20 lives. No, you didn't. You still killed 10 people. And why my analogy is so good is those 20 people whose lives you brought back, you've put them through the fucking ringer. Yes, their lives are back, but you put them to the ringer. You fucking killed them. And that's what we did. These jobs that were killed, these people are coming back into the workforce after not working for two to three years with zero sum in their bank account. Lives totally decimated and destroyed. Now they're trying to rebuild them. But by taking those jobs away from them for two to three years, you have destroyed their lives. You have hurt them. So this is bullshit. Oh, I'm creating, I'm creating jo love, jobs, Jack. I'm creating jobs, Jack. I'm creating jobs, Jack. That Trump lost. It's all bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. But he'll spin it as though he's creating jobs. He will say something to the effect of, I don't have the transcript, but uh, I've created more jobs in one month than any president and blah, 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 blah. He'll say that. But this is just not true. These are jobs that he and his Democratic cronies killed. They killed the jobs. Period. So that's one big lie he'll tell. We know we know the lies he's going to tell. He's going to talk about um, the gas prices and how gas prices are down. Well, gas prices are down since like six months ago, and they're going back up again, by the way. Many experts think they'll be back as high as they were six months ago, six months from now, once the summer hits again. But he'll say gas prices are down because of him. Well, they're not because gas prices went up under him. Gas prices were two bucks a gallon lower when he took office than they were six months ago. Once again, this is the same game. This is the same game of lose, gaining 600, lose 300, just 300 pounds overweight. He's the one who the gas prices went up under him. They were lower under Trump. Now they're just coming down because they have to come. What goes up must come down, right? They must come down eventually. But he'll say he's lowered gas prices. Of course he hasn't. Look at the chart. Look at the graph. You can Google it in five fucking seconds. Then he'll talk about the inflation and how inflation is down. Yes, it is. It's down from 8% to 6%, but it was 1% when he took office. He won't say that. He's not going to say the economy was at 1.4% of inflation when Trump left office. Now it's a six and a half. That's, of course, those are the truth. And it went through eight and a half. It had to go to eight and a half before it got down to six and a half. Once again, what must what goes up will come down eventually without anyone doing anything. It's just going to happen. But he'll say he's lowering the inflation when it's still 5% higher than it was when Trump took office. These are all lies he's going to tell. And moron Americans, see, this is why they can broadcast this, because Americans are by and large morons. And they'll believe this, especially Democrats. I don't think Republicans, I, obviously I know Republicans won't know the truth and a lot of independents won't buy it but democrats will buy it and you're trying to get that number up that number just came out that showed only like one out of not even 31 percent of democrats only 31 percent of democrats 
want him to be the nominee. Six out of ten want someone else. He's trying to get that number. He's trying to get that number up a little bit. That thirty-one percent up a little bit. So he will. He'll get a bump, at least a temporary one, from telling lies. This is how bad. This is how shitty this country is intellectually. He will get a bump for telling lies. I've just explained to you why they're lies, and everything he says will be a a, a lie. People will call it a distortion of the truth. No, they're lies. He knows it's a lie. He knows gas prices aren't down under him. He knows inflation isn't down under him. He knows he hasn't created new jobs. He knows all this. He's going to willfully lie. Now, they all do. But we're, to, we're, we're focusing on this guy right now. We're, talking, we're, we're focusing on this senile old fool right now. But so what's the point of these things? There's no point of these things. Just like there's no point of the White House press briefings. It's all spin and lie. Now, people say, but Mike, you got a podcast. You should watch. Well, I don't think I am. I think I'm going to watch hockey. There's no reason to watch someone lie for an hour. I'll get the transcript. I'll read the reviews. And I'll know what happened by the time the show starts tomorrow night. But I, I, it's once again, I'll know what happened. I know what's happening now. I'm telling you what he's going to say. Stephen Moore, if you read that article in the Post, tells you the lies he's going the, the half dozen lies about the economy he will tell. He will lie about everything. He'll lie about what, what else does Stephen Moore say? Gas production, gas and oil production, lies. They're all lies. And now the heading of the show is but Trump covering up for senility and weakness. <laughs> and that's what we're seeing now with the White House with this balloon thing. Instead of just admitting the president is a senile old fool, a weak, senile, half-century-long liar who's a fool who doesn't belong there, the only reason he won it, he tried to run for president 17 times, he only won because of but, but Trump. So now they're trying to spin it as though this has always happened. There's always been balloons, at least under Trump. There were, how, what's amazing is they're talking about how all of a sudden there were these balloons, all these balloons flying everywhere when Trump was president that, oh, but we just didn't know about it. We just didn't know about it. We didn't know about it. There were no photographers back then to see this thing floating for seven days in the air at 50,000 feet. But we knew about this one because Biden's such a genius. He knew about it, but Trump never knew about it. But how, so how do they know about something no one ever knew about? Does anyone ever ask these? Does anyone in the media ask this obvious question? How do they know about it now when they never knew about it? Well, because they made it up. They just made it up. And everyone's buying it. I'm even seeing Fox News buying it in some of their stories. But you talk to anyone. Once again, this spin, though, is coming from the Biden White House. It's coming from the Biden spin room. They're from the Biden PR room. There's no once again, this is what the Democrats get away with. They've seen they got away with over the last three years, which is why they'll do it for a long time with COVID lies. They don't need facts and evidence. So someone would say, show us the facts and evidence that masks work. They never did. Show us the facts and evidence these vaccines are effective. They never did. Show us the facts and evidence they're safe. They never did. Show us the facts and evidence lockdowns work. They never did. Show us the facts and evidence. Show us the facts and evidence. Show us the facts. And evidence. They never do. So now you can say, show us the facts and evidence. These balloons were flying under Trump. They'll say, oh, we don't have any facts and evidence. We're just saying they did and you'll buy it because we're great people and we tell the truth. It's such bullshit. It's total, utter bullshit. And it doesn't change the fact that they knew about this one. So if they knew about this one, now they say they knew about Now, once again, they say they knew about this one. 
they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot when they say that because they knew about this one from the time it was like released. Why didn't they shoot it down over the fucking Pacific Ocean? Why didn't they shoot it down over the Aleutians? Why didn't they shoot it down over fucking Barrow, Alaska, population minus 30? Why didn't they do that? Why did they wait and let it travel the whole? Why did they let the spy mission complete the spy mission before they shot it down? So knowing about it actually is worse than not knowing about it. Because if you know about it, shoot the fucking thing down. If they know about it, shoot it down. You can't blame someone for not shooting it down when they didn't know about it, but they actually knew about it. They say, because they want to seem, they want to seem on the job. They want to seem strong. But maybe they didn't know about it until that photographer took that photo. And then the photographer took that photo and then they knew about it. Just like people report UFOs, so on and so forth. But okay, if they knew about it when it was over Montana, they could have shot it down over Montana. And they lied about that too. Once again, no one in the media is calling them on a lie they told five days ago. Not like it was five fucking years ago or five weeks ago. It was five days ago. They said they couldn't shoot it down over Montana because the, the radius of the debris would be 40 to 50 miles. That's a long radius. Even though there are plenty of places in Montana where there's nothing but cows for 40 to 50 miles. But okay, people said, oh, 40 to 50 miles. That's, no, well, they shot it down over the Pacific, the Atlantic Ocean, and the debris field was seven miles. Every expert said 40 to 50 miles is total bullshit. There's no way it's going to be that long, that big. And it wasn't. It was seven miles, which is nothing. Over Montana, seven miles is nothing. You can even find a seven-mile spot where there's no cows. So they lie. They always lie. No one – they can lie because no one – Michael Chopley is going to call him on every fucking time. I never miss one. But the mainstream media is not going to call him on it. One, they're too dumb to recognize this stuff. And two, if they do, they, they, they're, they're, they're on their side. So you're talking about just administration that can lie and lie and lie and lie and lie and lie and get away with it. Let's put it this way. They can lie as much as they do and still have a legitimate shot. A legitimate shot to win re-election. Biden still has a legitimate shot to win re-election. He's still the odds-on favorite, obviously, to be the nominee, because if he decides to run, there probably won't be anyone running against him. So he's the shoe-in to be the nominee. All he's got to do is say, I'm running again. He hasn't got to run any primary, right? So automatically makes him the nominee. And when you're a nominee in this country, you've got a basically 50% chance of winning because of how split the country is. So no matter how much this guy lies, he knows he's got a 50-50 shot at least of winning again. So why not lie? What's the upshot to tell the truth? What, what, why tell the truth? It will give him no better chance of winning than if he lies. And now he can be this great, strong hero who told them to shoot it down. Now, this is another thing about strength. So he tells them on Wednesday to shoot it down over Montana. And they say, not too bad, old man. We're going to wait three days. Till it's over. Okay. That's strength. What president is just, okay. That's not strength. That's more weakness. By the way, now he listened to the same people he didn't listen to with Afghanistan, by the way. The same people this time he listened to when it came to the balloon of not shooting it down over Montana. But those same people told him not to do Afghanistan the way he did. And he said, no, I'm doing it my way. This guy is totally lost. 
He's totally weak. He's totally ineffectual. He's senile. He's out. He doesn't know where the fuck he is half the time. It's a, he's a, his whole administration is a total fiasco. And now they're trying to do this ridiculous damage control, saying, oh, this happened several times on the Trump. They didn't know what happened. No one knew what happened. But now we're telling you what happened, even though we didn't know what happened. And people buy this craziness. And if you really believe that Trump knowingly let balloons fly without shooting them down, you're crazy. You know Trump would shoot down that balloon right away. So the fact of the matter is, and also, you're also crazy if you think China would take the chance, would take the chance of sending those balloons over here when Trump was president. You know they wouldn't, just like North Korea was tame and did nothing when Trump was president, just like Putin waited till Biden was president to go into Ukraine. China would never dare. We'd have to have the cojones to fly those balloons here while Trump was president. So this whole thing is total bullshit. I don't believe a word of it. It's simple spin. It's, it's the same game they always play for the last two plus years. But Trump. Blame Trump. Blame Trump. But Trump. Blame Trump. But Trump. It's their whole game. You think we're bad? MAGA, 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 MAGA. That's all they know. They're such fucking losers. I swear to God. They play the same note over and over again. They can't even come up with original stuff. Has one person in the media said, okay, all right. So these balloons flew under Biden and Trump, but the balloons didn't fly under Obama? How come the balloons didn't have – why did they just start them in 2017? They didn't, uh, b- balloons didn't fly before 2017? Oh, are you saying they were afraid of Obama? Is that why they didn't fly balloons? They just – they started when Trump was president. It's such nonsense. It's, it's really it's, – it's such garbage and bullshit and horseshit as the senile person in, in, in occupying the White House would say. The senile old fool occupying the White House would say it's a bunch of malarkey, Jack. It's a bunch of malarkey, Jack. And this whole idea with the economy, going back to the economy, is, oh, well, you know, you, you, we know better. You're suffering, but we don't care. You're, you don't, you, you're suffering, but you're not really suffering. You're suffering. You think you're suffering. We're telling you you're not really – we're telling you things are in great shape. You're not really suffering. You're faking it. But that's the thing about the economy, which is great, is that – People can't be fooled when it comes to economic stuff because they know how they feel. They know the way their lives are. They know if they had a better life two or four years before this. You know, do you have a? Were you in better shape economically two or four years? They know that. They know that. And they can't be told otherwise. So he'll lie a lot tomorrow night. He'll lie a lot. Everything will be a lie. There'll be no. Truth there at all. He won't tell the truth about the fentanyl crisis. He won't tell the truth about immigration. He won't tell the truth about three times as many people coming across the border under him than Trump. He won't talk about the fact that the, the wall would have helped. He won't talk about the fact that all of our children are being poisoned by China and Mexican fentanyl. He won't talk about all this stuff. He will make it look like it's all wine and roses right now. It's all wine and roses. 
Nothing to worry about. Things are going great, and they're only going to get better. And if you give me another term, oh, boy. Oh, boy, you're going to be in great shape by, by the time I'm 86 and I leave office. This is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous that this guy would even consider running for office again. He's been a total, utter failure. Oh, he'll also tell the lie about all the things he's gotten passed in Congress. Yeah, he's gotten a lot of things passed. Democrats ran Congress. Of course, for the first two years, Democrats owned everything. They owned the White House, the Senate, and the House. So, of course, he got stuff passed. But what he won't tell you is that stuff is going to kill you. It's going to hurt you. It's going to cause more inflation. It's going to cause your children and grandchildren to be in further debt. It's going to cause the deficit to grow. Everything he's passed is crap. This whole idea that just passing stuff means you've done good stuff is bullshit. Not when Congress is controlled totally by your party. It makes it much easier to pass crap. So everything he's done is shit. Once again, we'd be in better shape if Republicans had had the House for his last first two years. All the stuff would not have passed. We'd be in much better shape. He'd probably be in better shape because all this stuff is going to kill us. It's all garbage that he passed. Him and his Democratic-controlled Congress. It's all spending and more spending and more spending that's going to put us in a greater deficit. It will do, does nothing to stimulate the economy, does everything to cause recession, and they know it, but they do it anyway because that's their fucking narrative. <sighs> what else happened? What else happened over the weekend? Let's see. What else? Well, here's an interesting thing. This is a story I found, which I found to be fascinating. And of course, I've the story is written on Fox News, but it's not covered. It's not really you're not going to see this covered anywhere else. There was an incident in California last Wednesday where a doctor named Michael Mamon was riding his bike uh, along the highway. Uh, it was, it was, it's called Dana Point, and it's a, it's a coastal city. And he's just on his afternoon bicycle ride. And this guy, this black guy, Van Roy Evan Smith, um, cut him off and stabbed him to death. So this black guy was driving his car. The white doctor was, was riding his bicycle and the guy cut him off. The bike fell. He fell off his bike. And then the guy started stabbing him to death and killed him out of nowhere, out of nowhere, total, total stranger, nothing, you know. And uh, now we understand that he muttered something about white privilege during the incident. So while he's stabbing and killing the white guy, while the black guy is stabbing and killing this white doctor for no reason, he was muttering something about white privilege. Fuck your white privilege, basically. You know, fuck your white privilege as I kill you. Which is, that's very interesting because the left, like the Whoopi Goldbergs of the world and the Joy Behas of the world, they love to talk about how the right inflames things, right? They love to talk about how the right makes makes black people so enraged. And they talk about Every time there's an incident where there's a white person who kills a black person, it's very it's racial, right? It's racial. And they say the right wing 
is so racial and hateful that they make these things happen, right? They create these people, right? Every time there's a mass shooter or any kind of a shooter, they automatically call the person a white supremacist, like the thing with uh, Pelosi and David DePap, automatically a white supremacist, even though there was no facts of that, no evidence. It, in fact, we, we found that it was just the opposite. So, but here in this case, where this black guy stabs and kills a white doctor, just simply riding his bike, and, and mutter something about white privilege, as heard from uh, from witnesses. You won't hear it. You'll hear just crickets. You'll hear nothing in the media about this. You'll hear nothing about how the left is always talking about white privilege, right? The left makes everything racial. The, whites always, the left is always talking about the, the white oppressors. We have to teach kids in school how the whites are the oppressors and the blacks are the victims. But there's no talk about how this is spurring on this kind of an attack. What do you think this guy heard white privilege from? You think he just made up white privilege? You think this black murderer, alleged murderer, said it, you think he just made up the idea of white privilege? Or you think he may have heard it from Joy Behar or, or Whoopi Goldberg or, I don't know, maybe Rachel Madcow, Russia Madcow. Maybe, maybe, maybe he heard it from them. But you won't hear about this. You won't hear about this reported from the left-wing media. It'll be like this never happened. Once again, if not on Fox News and me right now, you probably won't even hear about this. It, 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 the the, the left-wing media will delete it. They will cancel the story. It, it never happened. It never happened. This is the bullshit the left-wing media likes to play. First of all, first of all, Black on white crime is much more prevalent than white on black crime. It's not even close. In fact, black on black crime is the most prevalent crime in this world, in this country, much more prevalent than black on white crime. So it's black on black crime, then black on white crime, then white on black crime. I'm sorry I'm leaving out Latinos and Asians. They're in there somewhere. But you won't hear this from the, from the, from the, from the media. The left-wing media won't talk about this. Even some of the right-wing media is too afraid to tell the truth about this. I, however... I'm not afraid. I don't work for anybody. I don't give a shit. I just tell you the truth. These are the facts. Look it up on the Google machine. Ask, ask, ask Google or Alexa about it or Siri. So this is the game the left-wing media likes to play. This is what we talk about a lot on this show, where they just omit things that don't fit into their narrative. They omit things that don't fit into And when it's a big story, Right when there's a huge story they have to cover, like the the cops in in the, the five thug cops in in uh, in Tennessee, in Memphis, then they force a racial aspect on it. Right? They go, oh shit, we have to cover. Think about think think about these people. This I guarantee you, they actually had this reaction when that story came out. Oh shit, we got to cover this. It's five black cops killing a black guy. We really have to cover it. We'd, we'd love, we'd gleefully cover it if it was five white. We would even cover it gleefully if one of the five cops were white. But they're all black? Oh, bummer. But they had to cover it, right? Because it's such a huge story. So what they do is, okay, what can we do? Let's see. Let's try to make this about race. Yes. How do we do that? How do we make this about the white oppressor and white privilege? Well, um, okay, I got an idea. The five black cops had white minds. They thought like white people. They were white. They were black cops. But since they're cops, they're within the uh, Caucasian power structure and they don't and they have a chip on their shoulder about black criminals. So it's really white racism that made them. So this is what they actually did. You see what I'm doing here? This is what they actually fucking did. 
They actually fucking did this to make this a racial thing. So they could have some, uh, let's say, drive into covering this story. Otherwise, it would just be like limp noodles covering this story. They'd be limp dicks covering the stories. They had to get it up, right? So they said, how do we make this about race? How do we make this about white privilege and the white oppressor? Well, here we go. And that's what they did. That little those mental gymnastics I was just doing, which, by the way, I'm exhausted. I think I just I think I just burned 500 calories doing that. Hey, maybe I should do it more often. That's what they did. As idiotic as that sounds, I just sound like a total fucking retard. That's what they did. Because everything has to fit within their narrative. Everything has to fit within their fucking racial narrative. And then what happens? Well, you get a poor white doctor riding his bike and he's brutally killed by a black guy because of white privilege. Because this black guy heard of something that doesn't even fucking exist. It doesn't exist, folks. White privilege doesn't exist. There's money privilege. There are people with money who have incredible privilege. Uh, I'll name a few of them. Elon Musk, he's white. Stefan Curry, he's black. Derek Jeter, he's black. Giancarlo Stanton, he's black. Aaron Judge, he's black. Sean Hannity, he's white. Okay, I can keep going. Should I keep going? It's not about white privilege. It's about money privilege. And this is not 1830. All the people with money are not white anymore. Okay, especially the athletes. Okay, there weren't wealthy athletes in 1830. Now there are. And most, overwhelming majority of them are black. The three highest paid sports are football, baseball, basketball, and football. And the majority of players in all those three leagues are black. The lowest paid league, the NHL, most of them are white. Although now they're making much better money than they used to. Still lagging way below basketball, football, and baseball. So this whole idea of white privilege is total, utter bullshit. It's in the minds of the white liberal racists and some black racists. But I will say that the white liberal elite racists are much worse. They're much worse. Most black people don't want to hear about racism anymore. They don't because it makes them feel like they are still lowly. And I understand that. It makes them feel like they are still worthless. And at the at the beck and call of the white of whitey, they don't want to feel that way anymore. They don't feel they want to feel like a slave or like it's 1956 in, in, in Alabama. They don't want to feel that way anymore. But the white privileged liberal won't let them forget it. They won't let them forget it and drop it because they want this to persist because it pushes their virtue signaling narrative. We care about you. We talk about you because we care about you. We make everything about slavery because we care about you. We don't want people to forget that. So we care about you. So we talk. Everything's about slavery. This this 1619, 1618 project, what the fuck it's called? 1619, 1619 project, right? Well, they want to say they want to believe that the country actually began then. It's so stupid. The whole thing is idiotic. It's history that's twisted. It's fake history. They come up with this history with no evidence, with no facts to back it up. They just make it up. They say, oh, because the whitey blurred all the facts. So we're going to give you the real facts. White racists blurred. White racists, uh, academics and historians blurred everything that's real. So we're going to tell you what's really real. It's all garbage. I think some guy just wrote the 1620 project refuting all the stuff. Actually, an actual historian 
they want to change everything. They want to make everything about slavery. So when you say something like, well, isn't this great how this is improved? But slavery, like, but, but slavery, no, no, but slavery. Everything's got to be filtered through slavery hundreds of years later. Because they want people to be kept in chains. They want people to be held back. This is what the elites want. It's what the people with money and privilege want. And there's no race attached to that, as I said. There's no race attached to that. So, are we going to see more and more of this kind of stuff, you think? Well, let's put it this way. There probably is more and more of this kind of stuff, of a black person attacking a white person and either vocally saying it's about white privilege or believing it's about white privilege and getting back at whitey and stuff, so on and so forth, and getting back at white privilege. But we don't hear about it. I'm shocked that we're even hearing about this. But once again, we're hearing about it on Fox. You're not even hearing about this murder anywhere else. Forget about the fact that the guy muttered something about white privilege. You're not even hearing about this murder. Why? Because it's a black guy murdering a white guy. It's a black guy murdering a wealthy white doctor. That's not good news for the legacy media. That's not, that doesn't get the hook. That doesn't get him clicking, baby. It doesn't get him clicking and reading, baby. So they just forget it. It doesn't happen. It doesn't have, it doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is, is white on black crime. I show you that exists. A white cops beating up black people. That, that exists. That's so prevalent. Happens so often. But this never happens because they don't cover it. So in the minds of most moron Americans, it doesn't happen. If they don't cover it, if they don't see it on their TV or they don't see it on their laptop or their phone, it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. What are you talking about, Mike? What story? What story? It makes you, it makes me feel like I'm going insane, right? No, I know I saw the story. I'm telling you, I saw this. What, what story, Mike? What are you talking about? You made, did, you, did you dream it? No, no, it actually happened. And it happens a lot. Happens a lot. Yeah, it's hard, right? Right? Black on white crime happens a lot, a lot more often than white cops killing black people. It happens, that happens very rarely, by the way. For no reason. It even happens rarely for a reason. It's not very common. But the media will make you think it's common because they cover five of those stories and none of these stories. You see what I'm saying? The ratio is, let's say the ratio, the actual, I'm making this up. I don't know if this is the actual ratio. Let's say the ratio of actual black on white crime to white on black, let's say white cops killing black people is 30 to one, right? I'm making that ratio up. The media will make you think it's one to 30, right? Because how many of, how many stories of each kind they cover? And once again, that's what people do. Most people don't investigate this stuff. Most people don't listen to alternative media. So they only uh, they only take in what they get from these legacy media outlets. 95% of which are, are not left-leaning. They've fallen over to the left. They're flat on their fucking asses on the left. They're totally skewed to the left. So it's only their narrative they're pushing that people are getting. That's the only thing that's going – that's that's working its way into the fabric of society, the fabric of our conscience. That's what they do. That's how they control us. We don't – let's not use 
you can use words like psychop, but you use psychops, it makes you sound like a nut. When you just say something like they cover what they want to cover, that sounds a lot less nutty. And it's, of course, total truth. They cover what they want to cover. They, 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 they show you what they want to show you. They simply show you what they want to show you. And therefore, that becomes reality. That becomes reality. And what do they do if you say, no, wait a minute. Look at the story about the white, black, oh, racist, racist. Why are you talking about that, you racist? Oh, you racist. And that's how they try to shut you down. That's how they try to shut you down. Shut down is Daniel. How are you, Daniel? Um, I'm okay. Um, you know, the good thing about all this racist talk is that it just doesn't mean anything anymore. People, people are just sick of it. Um, and they were sick of it quite a while ago. My, my um, own kids um, who don't have a racist bone in their body. And my, my son's lovely girlfriend is Asian. And um, they, they, just, they just don't, they don't know racism. Um, they, um, you know, this is about three, four years ago when they were, uh, that would be about five years ago when this, uh, that my daughter was still in high school. Uh, they would they would come home and they would joke about everything being racist. And all, all they'd have to do is just say, hey, would you take the garbage out? And they'd say, that's racist. <laughs> and then they'd both start laughing because this is what went on in school all, all the time. Their, their uh, teachers were, were trying to uh, inculcate them with uh, racism is everywhere. And the kids just weren't buying it. These these very non-racist kids just weren't buying it. So they went they went around joking all the time about everything's racist. And this is about five years ago. So, yeah, people are just um, they're just sick of hearing it. And, and it just doesn't mean anything. The word is just so diluted um, by overuse that it just doesn't mean anything. It's like calling everything a, uh, a, 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 a an elephant. After a while, no one knows what an elephant is anymore. But. That's annoying, yes. It's incredibly annoying. You know, I agree with that. But what's more annoying, though, is that people, we're not getting the full story, right? We're not getting the full story. They will simply not cover certain things because it goes, it, it doesn't fit their narrative and it looks badly. It, it looks badly on them, right? When you're talking about a guy who's a black guy stabbing a white guy to death and talking about white privilege as he does it, that does not play into the, mar- the narrative of 95% of the media, right? They don't, they don't, they don't want to hear that. And they really don't want to hear that this guy, this guy might have gotten these ideas because of them constantly talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of course, the mercenary journalists are, are doing this. The the, uh, the the rotting fourth estate is doing this. Uh, the fifth estate isn't buying it. Uh, it's but like like I said, it's um, they've um, they've over they've grossly overused the word for for over you know for for a long time now. And they just they keep ratcheting it up and ratcheting it up in the word and more and more and more. No one knows what the word means. Yeah, well, I think what racism really means, if you really want to be, I mean, I, I don't want anyone to get the idea that I don't believe it ever existed or it doesn't exist now in some people. But the racism is simply this. It, it, there are other aspects of it, but this is one that I come up with that's real racism. White people and black people have to drink from certain fountains. 
you know, white people can have the nice fountain. Black people have, black people have to go in the back of the bus. That's racism. I'm not going to hire you because I'm going to. I don't like black people. I'm not hiring black people. I'm not allowing black people into my store. I don't like black people or anything. Or I'm not letting white people into my store. If I'm a black store. That's real racism. In other words, I'm judging you simply based on your skin color. Period. Nothing else. Nothing involved. Your skin color makes me sick. And I'm not I'm not dealing with you. That's actual racism. But Daniel, yeah, we all we, we all know me, real racism. But let me ask is. you this. How much of that do you think exists now? Compared very, to very, very little. Right. Compa- very, I'm just saying compared to 70 years ago. 70 yeah, years very, ago. very little. And right. um, and it's and in the in in the seventies, by by the time, you know, mid seventies roll, rolled around, it, no one was talking about race anymore. And and it's just been uh, churned up and churned up and churned up by the media since probably around the I don't know mid nineties or so. They seem to have um, wanted to revive this um, for some reason. Uh, uh, obviously, you know it's it's, it's about um, whipping up a certain a part of a, a a certain political base. That's that's obvious. Um, and it's obvious that um, journalism is dead, and all we have is mer- mercenary journalists anymore. But they're overplaying their hand. Is, is the whole point of my call? They just they're they're calling everything racism. So racism is now not, is is now everything. Which well, and, and, they, and they keep all. and they talk about white privilege enough where they may have caused something like this to happen. You see, but they won't take any responsibility. They're always wanting to write to take response take responsibility for what you say. Hate speech hurts. Hate speech hurts. Yet, and they're calling everything everything we say hate speech, even though it's not. Yet, when you talk about white privilege like they do constantly, and how the whitey is holding the black guy down and blah, 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 it causes people, mostly those that are on the edge. It's not going to make a normal person go out and kill someone who's white. But maybe this guy was probably right on the edge or a little over the edge. And he's got this white privilege thing pounding in his in his probably mental health, you know, probably his, his schizophrenic brain. And he does something like this. But they'll take no responsibility for that, you see. They'll take no responsibility for constantly talking about something that really doesn't exist. Of course they, of course they don't. And, and, and at the same time, they're going to turn around and say absolutely ridiculous, um, silly things uh, is uh, that if we do not acknowledge somebody's gender delusion, that we are that is violence against them and they're going to kill themselves because of us. I mean, the, the, it's 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 just absolute crazy talk. And 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 every, everybody sees that it's crazy talk. It's this is a phenomenon of, of the Internet. This is a phenomenon of our modern communication systems where we have certain people and certain groups that are controlling um, a whole lot of, of what makes it onto the Internet. And they're, they're, they're trying to make us all believe that um, something is more commonly believed than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Mo- most everybody you know, if you talk to them about this ridiculous gender issue, will we'll, we'll tell you how, how ridiculous it is. And they do not understand why it's an issue at all. Because th- th- there's, there are two gametes. If, 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 you've got, if you produce sperm, you're definitely a male. If you produce uh, ova, you're definitely a female. <laughs> and and if somebody says, well, some people, some women can't produce ova, well, they may not be able to release them, but but they produce them. And then they'll say, well, some people have had their ova removed. Are they not females? And I say, are, are you trying to tell me who the, the, the proper response is? You say is well, Leah Thomas. Yeah, uh, can Leah Thomas produce ova? No. Can Leah Thomas produce sperm? Yes, most definitely can. So she's most definitely a man. <laughs> so it's, it's it's just this ridiculous 
uh, of, of uh, diluting uh, of words and making them meaningless. And this is just one of their projects is, is, is this word racism, but, but they have just, <laughs> they're trying to, they're, they're trying to, um, they're trying to stir this up, but, but it's just backfiring. This, this racist, racist, racist. So, um, uh, um, um, societal racism and what's the word they like to use so much these days? Um, systemic racism. They just keep using the words over and over and over again. And they simply do not seem to have any clue that overexposure to any stimulus causes people to neglect the stimulus. It's basic operational conditioning. It's basic classical conditioning. Any psychologist will tell you that that is exactly what happens, that the stimulus extinguishes, the response extinguishes if you have overexposure. That is exactly what's going on here. So good for them. <laughs> They're working against their own purposes. Good for them because we don't need their racism. And they are the biggest freaking racist on the planet. And they also, unfortunately, have the strongest mouths on the planet because that's, the that's what I'm saying. But well, well, they, they, loud, they, the loudest mouths on the planet, and of course, they, they, they the control they control yeah. the on ramp to so many parts uh, of the internet that um, that are well, frequently yeah. used uh, these days. And so, so we, we, we've we've got to do something about that. And um, and and people are working on that. Uh, Musk is working on that. There's a lot of, a lot of people that are working on that. Um, it's going to happen. But in the meantime, they're just. They're just making themselves look like, like buffoons. And, and, and yeah, the word racist, if someone was to call me a racist right now, I'd say, yeah, okay, great. I'm an elephant, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, I mean, there are, pl there are plenty of things I said this hour that people will call me racist. Or people on the left will call me a racist because they, they don't want to admit that, the, that my facts are real. My facts are accurate. Once again, the left these days, they have no facts on anything. Like I said, with this balloon thing, they'll just say it happened. OK, great. Can you show us? Can you go back and show us the radar? In other words, you, it didn't happen. We didn't, no one knew what happened, but now you knew what happened. Well, how do you know what happened if no one ever knew what happened? Why all of a sudden after it happens to Biden, do you know what happened to Trump several times? Yeah. Can we see the radar? Can we see the blip? No, 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 never, no you can't. They, just, they don't need any evidence. They just say it, man. They just fucking, it's like bile coming out of their mouth. They have developed a wonderful system. Yep, They've developed a wonderful propaganda system that we saw in action these past three years. And they, and, and now that the, that the COVID thing is all blown up in their face, they have this apparatus that's still in place to, to spread propaganda and they're just looking for a project. So what are they doing? They're spreading the gender nonsense. They're spreading the racist nonsense. They have a tool. They want to use it. Exactly. And, and they wield that tool like a weapon. It's more exactly. Of a weapon. It's more of a weapon than a tool. It's a weapon. Exactly. You know, they, they wield it but, like a weapon. Absolutely. And but, anyone, but, any, but anyone that's in love with with uh, anyone that's in love with their tool, yeah, don't take it the wrong way. Um, if anyone that's in, in love with their tool often ends up uh, smacking themselves repeatedly on on the thumb because they don't need to be hammering it all the time. You know, they don't. That that's the wrong tool. And so, so they're going to keep. Up, you're coming up with one double entendre after another now. Yeah. You're doing pretty good here. Keep going. You're doing. Really well, they're just they're just going to keep smacking their thumb because they're so in love with their freaking hammer. <laughs> it's true. They are in love with their hammer. There's no there's no doubt. Of, but unfortunately, then the hammer ends up in the in the hands of a guy who's like a nut and he and he kills an innocent man. Uh, you know, so it's once again, they'll never take any responsibility for it.
They'll never. You ever heard of a triple entendre? They won't. They won't tone things down. They're always talking about the right. Oh, tone, tone it down, man. Tone it down. They won't tone it down. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You were just saying something as I talked over you. you I said, "You ever heard? Ever heard of a triple entendre?" No, what's a triple on top? <laughs> well, I figured if there's a double, there must be a triple. There. Oh, I thought you were actually going to give me a real definition. I thought it was a real thing. I think you just made that up. No, I'm just wondering uh, what, what, what the judges would give you for a triple. They'd probably oh. give you like an 8.0 for, uh, for probably example. at least an 8.0, if not, if yeah. not higher. Yeah. You know, if not higher. Daniel, thanks for the call. As always. Yeah, have a good night. All right, you too. So, watching TV, I'll get to something. I want to talk a minute about the uh, the Ted Cruz. Uh, well, not the Ted Cruz, the, the Satan-themed performance at the Grammys and how this has made the left go crazy, that people on the right, critics on the right say it looks satanic. It made, it made the left go in, apoplectic. We'll talk about that in a second. But I'm watching TV tonight, as I always do because I have no life, and I'm watching these ridiculous commercials, these California commercials. I wish I could watch – I'm in California. I'm in San Francisco, but I wish I could watch TV somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? On the, where I, I, I wish I could watch TV that's taking place like maybe where Gator is in London instead of here because the, the California commercials are so fucking stupid. It really shows how stupid – I get I get depressed because I know I'm surrounded by morons because these are the commercials they play. So they're playing a commer- two commercials they played. The first one was about uh, COVID as always. They're constantly – by the way, every almost every break has a in, – in February of 2023, almost every commercial break here in San Francisco, and I'm sure it's the same around L.A. and other parts of California that are run by Democratic morons, um, is about COVID still, still, still. They're still running some commercials from three years ago. They're still running some commercials that aired like in April of 2020, okay? This is where I live. So the, the, the commercial comes on, and this is about COVID. And it's one of those – they do these ridiculous, like, um, catchy slogans and catchy musical numbers, right? They, like, hire 20-something bands to put these musical numbers in, which are catchy, so you can't get them out of your head even if you want to. And this one was about Paxlovid, which is supposedly the treatment for COVID. When we know the actual treatment for COVID is – don't do anything. Go about your life, right? The actual treatment for COVID is have some chicken soup, watch TV, stay home from work for a day, and that, that's the treatment for COVID. But that doesn't – that's no money in that, Mike. Come on. What are you talking about? There's no money in that. But where there is money is pushing these ridiculous treatments and testing. So this was a testing – no, this was about Paxlovid, right? No, I'm sorry. That's the second commercial. I'm getting these two commercials mixed up. The first one was about testing and treating. It doesn't push any particular drug, but they push testing and treating. And it was tested. The, the 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 jingles like tested, treated, and beat it. Tested, treated, beat it. Tested, treated, beat it. They keep on saying that over and over. Fuck like sixty fucking seconds. But what's worse than that horrible jingle, tested, treated, beat it, is the images on the screen. The images on the screen. Everyone's fucking fat. I swear to God, everyone on the screen is like morbidly obese. And. and but they're not talking about obesity. This is not a spot. This would be the perfect spot. They got these obese actors. The best thing to do is to have a commercial about about obesity and fighting obesity and don't be fat. No, no, it wasn't about that. It was about testing, still doing those things up your nose with the testing. And then when you test positive, go treat it. Go get a drug to treat it and you'll beat it. Test it, treat it, beat it, beat it, test it, treat it over and over again. 60 seconds, and everyone in the commercial, the last five seconds of the commercial is this enormous fat girl kicking a soccer ball. This is where I live. This is where I fucking live. Fat people in the commercial, and they're not talking about obesity. They're talking about 
COVID testing and COVID treatments. COVID testing to Ching, COVID treatments to Ching. That's what they talk. Then about the next commercial break was the other one. This is about Paxlovid, which is one of those treatments, which most doctors, by the way, doctors that I know have told people I know who have gotten, I knew uh, my father who's 80 plus got COVID about six months ago and he asked his doctor and his doctor said, don't get it. This is a Brooklyn doctor in New York. Don't, don't take it because you'll feel worse. A week from now, you'll, you'll, you'll get it again. You'll feel worse. Just it, it'll be gone in three to five days. Don't worry about it. Good advice. And guess what? Three to five days, it was gone. But this is about Paxlovid. And this ad was, the jingle was COVID, Paxlovid. See, it rhymes, right? You get it? COVID, Paxlovid. You got COVID, go Paxlovid. COVID, Paxlovid. COVID, Paxlovid. COVID, Paxlovid. For 30 fucking seconds, making me in my fucking brain, like a worm in my fucking brain. This fucking slogan over again. COVID, Paxlovid. COVID, Paxlovid. This, these are the commercials I have to deal with in California. I guarantee you, once again, big money. Cha-ching, right, Paxlovid? Never mind you'll get COVID again and you'll feel worse after you take this drug. That's what happens, by the way, to most people. They get they get a week later, they get COVID worse and they feel worse than they did with the original COVID and they feel worse than if they had not even taken it. And then they lie in that Paxlovid ad. You might be saying, okay, well, maybe if you're 89 or you're 5,000 pounds. No, no, in the Paxlovid ad, they try to get at the fact that they're only supposedly marketing it to the people with like comorbidities, right? With diabetes or or very old or asthma. And then they say, well, one of the one of the comorbidities is being 50. Excuse me? So what they were trying to say is if you're 50 years old or older, that is one of the comorbidities. You could be the healthiest 51 year old in the world. But you should take Paxlovid if you get COVID, because if you're 50 plus, you're in a high risk category. They just fucking lie and lie and lie to make their fucking money. And they don't care who they hurt. But these are the commercials that are running in California. Over and over again, three fucking years later, three fucking years later. Because it's all about money here. It's all about making money. And they know people in California are so fucking dumb. These Democrats are so fucking lowbrow and dumb that they'll buy it. They'll test. They'll take. They'll, they'll, they'll shove things up their nose till the year 2085. They'll take Paxlovid if they get a sniffle. If they're 51 and they're fucking ripped and they have no problems, they're going to go take Paxlovid if they get a fucking cold. Because they're dumb here. They can't market this in Alabama. They can't market this in Missouri. They can't market this in Iowa. They can't market this in Nebraska. They can't market this in 90% of this country, but they can market it here in California because these liberals are so fucking dumb. They are the dumbest of dumb liberals in the fucking world. That's why they can run these ads. They would not spend this money in a place where they have smart people. Because it would be a waste of money for them. As much money as Big Pharma has in Health California, by the way, these ads are not only Big Pharma, the Paxlovid ad is Big Pharma. The test it, treat it, beat it. See, I can't get it out of my head. That's Health California. That's the California, quote unquote, health department. They would not run these ads if they didn't work. But here they work. Here they work. And so I'm surrounded by people who buy these ads. So I'm surrounded by morons. So what am I doing here? I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Who wants to adopt me?
Anybody? No one's raising their hand. Of course not. <sighs> Gator, you're saying something in there? What are you saying? U.S. medical. This is so. U.S. medical advertising has always been like you describe. Yes. Yes. But but once again, I guarantee you these ads are not running in Omaha, Nebraska. They're not running in in South Dakota. They're not running. They're probably not running in Florida in most places. But they're running here. Because they work here. They work here. They work in places like Hollywood. Big time. Big time work in places. You know, celebrities, they get in the sniffles, they get in the Paxlovid. They get in the sniffles, they're testing, and they're treating, and they're beating, and they're Paxlovid for COVID. All those jingles work for celebrities in L.A. There's no doubt about it. The white, the, the, so the white elites, trust me, they're, they're getting it. They're buying it. Hook, line, and sinker. Speaking of Hollywood... Speaking of Hollywood, the Grammy Awards, I didn't watch them purposely because I can't stand the award shows anymore. Used to be really into award shows, especially the Oscars. Now with the virtue signaling, I cannot stomach it. I want to throw up every five minutes in the speeches. The ridiculous speeches have nothing to do with their job or their award. So evidently, I've watched a little of it. There was this. Satan-themed performance at the Grammys. It was like, you know, it was like everyone's dressed in red. It was almost like that speech that Biden gave back was in September of last year where everything was red and he looked like like the stop by Lenny Riefenstahl. And, well, this was really over the top. I mean, everything, everyone was in red, red top hat, red cane. Makes you think of Satan, makes you think of hell. Makes you think of hell. Okay, maybe not Satan, hell. And uh, it was a video, and there was like a red lights and smoke and debauchery and all this stuff. So people on the right criticized it as being kind of like satanic feeling, has a satanic feel to it. And Ted Cruz, I believe, joined in, in on this in, in, in voicing outrage over the performance, which basically the featured singer was dressed like the devil. The featured singer was the devil. Uh, uh, and he's a non-binary. What a shock. Non-binary singer, Sam Smith. So his name is Sam Smith. Is that like Samantha Smith? Samuel Smith? So non-binary. What is that? What is it? Is he a guy, a girl? What is he? Looks like a guy to me. Looks like a very masculine guy dressed up as a Satan. Uh, Vlad, I'll get to you in one second. Let me just read through this. Transgender artist. Okay, so this was a... Can you get more Hollywood than this? A non-binary singer named Sam Smith did a duet with transgender artist Kim Petras for their song Unholy. So the song is called Unholy, okay? It's called Unholy, featuring Smith wearing devil horns while Petras gyrated in a cage against the backdrop of flames. Dancers dressed as demons bowed and crawled around Smith. So it's obviously it's obviously a, a Satan, devil, hell milieu, okay? It's a Satan, devil, hell mise-en-scene. There's no doubt about it, okay? In fact, I'm guaranteeing these performers would not, would, would not deny that, right? Uh, so this is evil, said Cruz, in response to a tweet of the performance shared by conservative commentator Liz Wheeler. Don't fight the culture wars, they say. Meanwhile, demons are teaching your kids to worship Satan. I could throw up, she remarked. Marjorie Taylor Greene also condemned the demonic performance, which immediately featured... By the way, here's another thing, folks. It immediately featured... A sponsored by Pfizer afterwards. So Pfizer sponsored this. this <laughs> Pfizer sponsors this satanic performance. Okay. 
with a non-binary and transgender artist. <laughs> oh, what a clown car world. The Grammys featured Sam Smith's demonic performance and was sponsored by Pfizer. And the Satanic Church has now an abortion clinic in New Mexico that requires its patients to perform a satanic ritual before services. American Christians need to get the work she wrote. I don't know about that. I don't know about the satanic ritual. Who knows? The congressman was referring, okay, to a new abortion clinic from the satanic temple called the Samuel Alito, wait a minute, called the Samuel Alito's Mom Satanic Abortion Clinic. What the fuck? It's called the Samuel Alito's Mom's Satanic Abortion Clinic. That's offering free religious medication abortion. Conservative news outlet Red Voice Media also blessed the performance of Satanic. Satanic Grammy's performance, not even hiding it. Does anyone even watch Holly Weird anymore? Dominique Samuels, a political commentator and journalist from the UK, bashed the performance as dark and nasty influence, a dark and nasty influence that's harming children. For the people still wondering why I have a problem with Sam Smith pushing the degenerate and satanic Hollywood agenda, we don't want dark, nasty energy like this influencing our children. It's got nothing to do with his sexuality, she argued. It's got everything to do with celebrities being used to push extremely dark agenda and then pretending it's about sexuality. It's not. It's about something else entirely. The hellish stage shut up and horn, devil horns, give you a hint. Ryan Cunningham, former campaign manager for Thomas DeVore, Republican nominee for Illinois AG, saw a disparity between how one Christmas song was canceled by the left while they approved the Sam Smith performance. Of course, the radical left would support a satanic video like last night. But right, he's right. This is a great point. This is a great point. So they have no problem with this, but they want to cancel Baby It's Cold Outside because it's sexist. That's a hundred, 100% accurate. One, this just shows their hypocrisy. The satanic ritualistic thing is fine, but this, the, 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 the old song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, is sexist. Do you know why they think that's sexist? Baby, It's Cold Outside? Do you know why they think that song is sexist? Because in the song, remember, Baby, It's Cold Outside. And she's, so in the song, it's basically it's two people huddled inside in a warm place, a man and a woman, and the woman saying, How I really got to leave. I really got to go. And the guy saying, but baby, you don't want to leave because baby, it's cold outside. No, baby, it's cold. I really got to go. No, it's cold outside. So these nutty lefty wacko lunatics make it as though this guy is forcibly raping this woman, verbal rape, by not letting her leave. The dumbest, you got to be the dumbest fucking idiot in the world to say that, to think, first of all, first of all. First of all, it's a song. Okay, it's a song. Now the left will say the same thing. They'll say, "What do you wait? It's a performance. It's a performance." Okay, fine. This is a song. It's a fucking song. And in the song, if you have any fucking brains, any critical thinking abilities, I'm not. I'm a film critic. I'm not a song critic. But in the song, you understand that the woman doesn't really want to leave. It's like you know, I want to leave, but I don't want to leave. I want to leave, but make me not want to leave. That's what she's getting at at the whole fucking song. It's a fantastic song, and it has nothing to do with rape or forcibly making a woman stay inside. These people are so crazy; they're insane. And then they do something like this, and this is fine. But that song has got to be removed. It's got to be deleted. It's got to be canceled. Like it never fucking happened. Other conservative commentators thought the explicit performance was motivated less by a devotion to devil worship than a desperate attempt to be relevant. 
Video music producer and director Bobby Robbie Starbuck tweeted, people like Sam Smith who love to mock Christianity and use satanic themes always think they're super edgy artists by doing it. In reality, it's not edgy. It's boring, vile, rehashed shock tactics that Hollywood seals clap for because they're evil and stupid. I like that. I like that. So, but then the left went insane. The left went insane. They said they said this is anti-vaxxing. This is anti-vaxxers opinion. They went nuts. They compared this to anti-vaxxing. I don't know how they made that connection. The same people made the connection with the with the uh, incident in, in Memphis being racist, even though it was five black cops. They make these ridiculous. Th- they went insane that people on the right didn't like this particular performance because a lot of kids watched the Grammys. And this was all about satanic, satanic, evil devil worship and all this nonsense. But the fact of the matter is, is that it was that. So what the left needs to do, what these performers need to do, instead of pretending that the people on the right or, or critics of, of anything don't have the right to be criticizing this, they need to simply come out and say, yes, it's what it is. It's satanic, devil worship stuff. This is part of our artistry. This is part of the way we express it. And this is what we wanted to do. But to make it like it wasn't that. Or to not admit what that person said, which is that this is ridiculous double standard hypocrisy, where this is okay, but baby is cold outside, needs to be canceled, is absolute. This is why people hate the left. This is why I hate the left. Hey, Vlad, you're on Let's Be Heard. How you doing, Vlad? Hey, how you doing, Mike? Okay. Um, this is why, too, I hate and detest the left. I think I hate the left more than you do, to be honest. Oh, it's impossible, Vlad. Come on. Yeah. You know you know why? Because I was a leftist until uh, the 31 years of age. Well, I'm so 49 I. I now. Was, I was a leftist until 47 years of age. Think about it. I actually grew a I, brain. I and I, you. I and so I actually grew a brain for the first time in my life, and I grew some balls. And they weren't in a woman's purse, and I actually grew smart. So that's when I noticed, how the hell could I be following this shit? Like a dumb Latino, just following their play. I always knew there was something wrong. I just couldn't explain it. I, I saw it more as I was going to school here in East Los Angeles College at the time. And when I, I started taking all these topics over to my Christian uh, theologian, pastors, apologists, they were like, okay, let's see where you're at, Black. And next thing you know, they just showed me biblically, you know what? You're on the wrong side. And you call yourself a Christian? So I had to do some deep analyzing, and I got mad a lot at myself. So now I'm now I'm using the perspective from a biblical worldview to overcome the secular humanist atheist worldview that I that I had all that time that I didn't know. When I started analyzing, I'm like, wait a minute, I've been voting for these cats. So that so 2002 was probably like the last year that I voted. Um, the first time that I voted uh, Republican for a George H. W. Bush against uh, no, sorry, that was the last time I voted Democrat. When uh, Al Gore was going up against uh, George H. W. Bush, mm-hmm. and the first time I voted for George W. Bush when he came around right after 9/11, uh, the couple years later, uh, where he basically had it in the bag, the you know everybody voted for him because we were at war. So it it took something like that. It, it took me to understand things. It's just I couldn't believe that now. I had been on the wrong side for the longest, but at the same time, I had been told so much lies of, of the right. So, you know, now you look at Hollywood, it's worse than back then in 2003. It's 100 times worse. And now they're manifesting all their demonic spirits. 
that they've always had. Now there is more in their magazines and their videos and their interviews. This one eye Horace bullshit every actor, every singer does. I think uh, Tillian Childs from X Factor in Australia was the one that said, because he belonged to the Freemasons, and he said they're all over the place, and they want you to, to to pledge allegiance to them in order in order to continue your career. They promise you a a flourishing, a luscious, a wonderful career, but you have to pay your dues with the devil. You have to join some something called the Ordi of Templi something organization. That they give you a phone call. They're the ones that call you. You don't call them, they call you. And they and they basically they size you up and they tell you what you have to do. And you have to say yes if you wanna if you wanna succeed. And over time these are and maybe it falls into conspiracy, the ones that they've killed off the the ones that don't agree with them. One of one of them they haven't killed off yet, and probably never will, would be Kanye West. But Kanye West is a totally complete other story. What's all uh, wrapped up in whatever, and it's sad. Uh, all these demo- demons that manifest with Britney Spears is an example. I mean, you talk about all these suicides or accidental uh, accidents that happen to people. Look at last month around Christmas time. Look at the accident that took place against that uh, actor from Marvel, Jeremy Ren- uh, Renner. I mean, I question all that. Was he that stupid to allow uh, Snowplow to overcome him? Oh, sure. Or did he or did he have to do that as part of their ritual? Remember Harry Reid, the, who, when, when he was in the Democrats, he, I think he died not long ago. He was uh, sitting, sitting in the House of Representatives, if I remember. He yeah. used to come in with a punched eye or broken hand. It, it was all purple. Why, why did that, that happen? What ritual were they doing? They socked me in the eyes, you know. <laughs> or break my hand, you know. Yeah. So these demons, when 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 their handlers tell them you got to do this and make it sound like you dropped the weight, shit. If you would have dropped the weight, you would have killed yourself right in your face at your, you know, at that age. Yeah. And and it, it's just it's just sad. All these demons are manifesting. Thank God, at least uh, you know, for those that know and those that are sensitive to the things of God, we know we see it. That's why I don't see the disgusting Grammys or Emmys or all that. All this left-wing garbage. At the end, we know crap like what what Will Smith did to did to did to Chris Rock. I mean, that's all show, but that's all what their handlers tell them to do. Right. If you don't do it, you don't play along. Now they put you on their shit list, little by little. Now, well-to-do actors that've been around, like uh, also like Tom Cruise, people, he's he's an automatic Satanist. When you're from the Church of Scientology, you're part of the gang. How do I know all this? Because one time I was listening to the sermon of a pastor from El Salvador, Dr. Adan, mm-hmm. and, and Dr. Adan was basically telling us, I used to be a Satanist before, a Christian, before I came to Christ. Okay. And then he was saying, when I got released from all that to the power of the Holy Ghost, he goes, I, one thing I understood as a Satanist was that Satanism, Gnosticism, Church of Scientology and every pagan religion that is against God all work together. Yeah. And when you know that basis, you understand everything. Absolutely. And and he went through it because he mastered all that. He went he was involved in all the rituals and all that. And it's like the I've never met him personally, but once once I hear his testimony in Spanish, unfortunately it's only Spanish, otherwise I would share 
and it's not translated, it, it opens your eyes because there's people that have been involved in this world. I had a friend who was an ex-Satanist under the Church of Scientology, too. He came from, a, he, he was a, a, a goody two-shoes young man from Guatemala, of a Spanish father, Guatemalan mother. And he came from a family of Freemasons, at least right. on the grandfather's side, not the father's side. Right. And his grandfather confessed to him in his deathbed before he died the plan of the of the Illuminati. They're all Satanists. What, what do you think? They have bafflement. So it's only going to be uh, natural for them to start coming out of little by little as the world is, 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 is plunging down into immorality, into the abyss, you know, there's little also, by little. As, but, the, but the satanic video thing that they did, that this number, huh? there's also another issue to that. And that is okay. that I guarantee you there are a lot of people who are running the Grammys. Obviously, they have to run all these numbers by the committee before they do them. That okay. would not would, would probably would not want to say no because of the two stars were were non-binary and transgender. It, it, it's all money, and for those that are atheists, they they're like I saw a show, so you're going to get a lot of those, okay? Uh, but it's it's really the money, and NBC or CBS, whoever was hosting it, they're not going to give up on that money because a lot of their leadership are satanic. They might be closeted, whatever. They're they're involved in offer. I know, but it's also so hypocritical, Vlad, because they'll say, they'll criticize the right for not being open-minded enough, or be open-minded, but yet they want to cancel everything the left, everything they don't agree with, everything they don't like, they want canceled. So that this this is a this is the hypocrisy. Like I said, with the song "Baby Is Cold Outside," the most innocuous thing offends them, and God forbid now that the right are maybe a little bit offended by the satanic sick number, and they're up in arms over at the left. This is how hypocritical they are. This is how hypocritical they are. And 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 let me tell you something, Mike. These are the very same people that when they did that little show uh, over in Switzerland for CERN. For the you know their hydrogen collider, it was the same thing, uh, Mike. They did a satanic ritual right there. Nobody really said anything until after they was done. But you know what? As long as the money's coming in for all those actors and actresses, I'm gonna call it all like that. Not just call women actors, but actors and actresses. It's it's not a problem. They'll dress up like whatever you want them to do. And these are the very same actors and actresses that are doing porn, and that will sleep with kids, and they're very depraved people. And they come from all these families. As long as they're getting paid, they don't care. No. They want to get paid. That's all they care. They want to get known. They want to get famous. And that's what the devil offers them. So don't go with that. Don't sell their soul to the devil. That's how it works with them. That's how it works in those circles. Well, but even you if will, you're not, you, look, look, even if you're not literally doing that, if you're selling your soul to, if you're selling your soul to make money, if you're selling your soul to yeah. Pfizer, if you're selling your soul to Moderna, if you're selling your soul to anything, that is basically, you you know you're 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 selling out for money basically, right? And that's it, you know. So it 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 doesn't have to be a literal thing; it can be a figurative thing. But a lot of these people, the bottom line is money. Is money is is the lust for money, the lust for fame, the lust for power. Anything that's really on the left is really about empowerment. Whether you're a feminist or whether you're pro LGBTQ, you want positions of power. And once you get in the positions of power, you start destroying your enemies. You start implementing laws that your enemies will start going after. It will have to now have a hard time going to the court. So once you have the courts filled with liberals, they're just going to, you know, slip it. It has to go all the way now to the Supreme Court and things like that. I mean, they are very extremely wicked, very conniving. 
Yes. Yeah, very, very witty, but for the for the worst, for the evil. Let me give you an example. And I don't want to get too religious, but it's going to make sense of what I'm telling you. Basically, I've been looking at this for like you know the longest, and it and it makes a lot of sense when you read it. And and you're gonna see, you're gonna tell me the background. Just look at the psychology, okay? Okay, I'm gonna read. So just bear with me. Give me at least three minutes. Go ahead. But know this: that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying his power, and from such people turn away. That was Second Timothy chapter 3 from verses 1 through 5. Right there what I told you is kind of the things you've been covering and other things that they've covered too regarding the lamp. The right has its own problems, don't get me wrong, but the left has, has demonstrated all these characteristics and, and it's signs of end times. I mean, honestly, I don't want to, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news and I don't want to be bashing with the Bible, but it, it is true what's going on right now. When you see these with, with kids so shallow in their iPhone, so just telling their parents, I, I want, I want the latest iPhone mom and very materialistic, all about themselves. When you see that video on TikTok of the black child who broke basically the whole living room, the mother walked in all because she took away, he, she took away his iPhone to, to discipline him, destroyed the whole house. Those are the, the kind of people that we're growing up with. But now, don't look at them as kids. Don't look at them as adults with, as, with, with that kid attitude. Okay? Why? Because this is godliness, godliness in, 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 in our country. The godlessness in our country, this is what it has contributed. So you cannot expect ever the best value when you have a homosexualized Hollywood, homosexualized pro, uh, pride, LGBTQ community that pushes all that agenda and tries to teach and indoctrinate kids. And the moment you attack it, they start crying bloody murder. They hate Ron DeSantis for making the parental rights of education bill why are you like that they start making all these these rants and and fake stories about now i'm a gay teacher now i can't tell them first of all you're so supposed to be sharing your love life with the children no of course that not. is I mean, not the plan look that's the yeah. ridiculous i, I don't and then and and then how they go after parents i know i mean I know. never in the story history of the united states have it been known that 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 you could do like things behind your parents back have an abortion. You know, Come Brad, and get condoms. Glad you know when you have to when you have to push your own life on other people, especially children. You know that shows you're yeah. an incredibly insecure person. Exactly. You're insecure. If you're secure with who you are in your life, you don't need to share with anybody. You don't need to share it with strangers. You don't need to share it with with fifteen year olds or fourteen year olds. I don't remember my teacher. I don't remember when I was in school. I never remember a teacher coming in and saying, "Hi, my name is Mister. I'm straight." Hi, my name is Mr. I'm heterosexual. I don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember it because it didn't happen. Because it's so stupid and ridiculous. the teacher would have been fired for it. Okay? Back then, the teacher would have yeah, been fired for the, the, the parent. their own life, their own sexual yeah. life, their own sexual orientation with students. Having gay pride flags everywhere, teaching them that shit to the kids that don't know any better. They'll just play along because you're, you're giving them a, a, a rainbow.
Yeah. You know, it's Vlad, you still there? Vlad, did you drop off? I'll leave you there in case you come back. I think you might have dropped off. But yes, of course, that's the case now. It's 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 we've normalized the abnormal. That's what it comes down to. We've normalized the abnormal. We're basically a, you know, a um teacher to share their personal life, their sexual life, their home life. It's you know, it's one thing to do it in college. You shouldn't even do it in college. But it's nothing to do with, you know, with a f- fifth grader or a sixth grader. Speaking of which, I did want to mention one thing. There was something on on uh, on uh Tucker Carlson just before the, I went on the air here, and it was about Rocco Lori. Rocco Lori was a police officer who 51 years ago was killed. He was in his 20s. He was very young. He was killed on the on the job. And actually, today so they, I think today was like the 51st year of his of his uh, of his murder. And I went to actually I went to Rocco Lori High School, uh, junior high school. I went to IS 72 on Staten Island, which is the Rocco Lori School. In fact. There was a song about Rocco Lori, which we sang all the time. It was something like, uh, I, I totally forget the story. It was like, a, Rocco Lori, we're proud to bear his name. He fought for love and glory. Something like that. But it was amazing that this is the 51st year of the uh, murder of Rocco Lori, who was a police officer uh, in New York uh, 51 years ago and was killed on the job. And I went to IS-72. A little personal. Speaking of, of you know, sharing your personal life with people, I've shared my personal life. I think it's an interesting little nugget, and Tucker actually covered uh, that today. Um, there's something else I'm reading, and this is um, this is about the the uh, anxiety that the media creates. Covers of Time magazine, going back to 2003. Once again, this is something you won't see on the on the legacy mainstream media. This is a time cover from 2003. A woman, a young woman, a young blonde woman with a mask on. Uh, it looks like an N95 mask. And the cover is The Truth About SARS. 2004, Time Magazine cover, Bird Flu, with like, a, I think, a bird flying in the air. 2005, Death Threat, and there's a little chicken. Uh, what, what was that in 2005? The chicken flu? The chicken, chicken, uh, then also the bird flu, 2000, then, then they, it looks like for three years, looks like for three years they stopped, but then 2009 they came back and they put another mask on and they were talking about another disease. Then 2009, H1N1, how bad will it get? That's the cover of Time Magazine, 2009. Then they, they, once again, they let us live our lives for a few more years and 2014, Chai Magazine, Chasing Ebola, Chasing Ebola. Then 2016, Time Magazine cover, the Zika virus. The Zika, remember people that killed the Zika virus? How many people know people who died of the Zika virus? Then 2017, I can't read the covers too small. There's another warning. Then 2020, of course, we know Corona and 2021, the vaccine revolution. This is Time Magazine. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Covers in 2000. But my question now, oh, Mike, oh, is. Vlad, Vlad, you're back. You were gone for a while there. Okay. Hold on, Vlad. Let me just finish this. I'll put you. You can talk again. Have but we gone is, too far that I we can back? What's that? Are we gone? Huh? No, no. Just, uh, Vlad, can you. Hold on, Vlad. Let me just put you down just for one second. And I'll, I'll put you back on because you, you were breaking in and out there. It might be your Wi Fi. Right. But this is Time, this is time Magazine. Four, five, six, ten. What? Twenty years. 
So it's one cover every other year. And there might be more this person missed. That's basically about warning us of a, of a virus that's going to kill everybody. Once again, this is what I talk about. This is what we didn't have in 1918. This is why it came and went. It did its incredible damage. But people got over it by 2020, by, 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 20, by 1920. They weren't obsessed with this anymore. Okay? But here we are three years later. This is the fifth calendar year of this, and they're still talking about it. And they're still running ads about testing and uh, in California and testing and testing and taking drugs and getting shots because we have this. We have this media now, which drums up this fear and hysteria over and it's the same game over and over again, because most Americans are too dumb to notice it. And most Americans have the have the attention span and memory of a gnat. They don't know this. Laid out very simply since 2003, year after year of Time magazine trying to scare us into believing the world is ending with this next virus threat. And it creates people with, you know, it, it makes people with OCD worse. It makes people with uh, these obsessive compulsions over of germs worse. It makes people with um, uh, hypochondria worse. It's bad news. It's really bad news. Vlad, are you back now? Hey, Vlad, are you there? Vlad, it's it just, it's just, um, I'm sad and. I mean, I, I'm, I'm stepping in. I'm coming from a generation of the Generation X that hasn't really done much other than work and uh, hasn't produced a president or anything like that. And, and I'm just looking at the, pre at the generations before, and I'm looking at the bastards right behind me. My niece is one of them. My nephews are some of them. And, and this whole shit is just going to get worse. Their values, their value system that, they, that they've been indoctrinated with, they're lefties. I got one side of my family that's lefty and one side of my family that's righty <laughs> and that is Christian. Yeah. 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 You know, and it, and, it, and it's sad. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you uh, deal with that? Like we were having a, a pizza, uh, lots of pizza because my nephew wanted to, to show us the new pizza he's making because he wants to open up a restaurant one day. And, uh, we had a, p a pizza party for, for the two people that were celebrating, my two-year-old niece and my mom, 88 years of age. And my, I, I heard my nephew's wife said, well, you guys aren't going to agree because, you know, I don't want to get into it, but you guys aren't going to agree. But I believe in the diversity program over at the charter school when I'm at. And I think that now that they have diversity programs in Mississippi, in other words, like kind of being condescending towards her own state, because she is a Mississippian. I looked at that and I was like, well, I wasn't going to challenge you because it's not the right forum. And I've always known you, you've been a lefty. I just kind of believe my nephew that, that he was saying you were coming on our side, but you basically declared that you're still a lefty. So that means you haven't really learned a thing. And as a, it wasn't the, you know, the right forum to debate or anything, but I just listened to her, her language, excusing her left wing progressivism. And I was there. Wow. What a sad child. Luckily, we're not in a, the right place for, you know, to debate this out, but, uh, you are for the diversity. I'm not, 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 not like you, because in your diversity, which has happened forever, not the first time, 
you're being inclusive to all the nonsense. But it's like, whatever, you're a teacher, you're going to stand up with the gays, lesbians, and all that, even though they want to they wanna screw your daughter. They want to make her a lesbian sooner than later. <laughs> sooner than Let's be honest. All those, all those rug munchers, they want to see your daughter in those orgies. And if you too, if possible, well, because if know, they can get, if, look, uh, this whole ahead. idea of trying to push your lifestyle or your agenda on someone else is absolutely. Once again, it, it shows a total. It tells us an insecurity about who you are. It, it's an insecurity about who you are. You know, and look, we can, we can, we can, um, we can talk about religious people doing this a lot too, right, Vlad? I mean, religious yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? of course. Look, of course. The, the Mormons go around trying to indoctrinate people into the Mormon Church, right? The Book of Mormon. Ding, ding. You know, hello, I'm Elder Price, and they want to try to get you into their, they want to try to get you into their religion or their cult or whatever you might want to call it. So uh, indoctrinate you, whatever, you know, sell, sell their religion on you, whatever it may be. But at some point, at some point, at least with those places, it, when people close the door and they say, I'm not interested, that's it. Okay. They move on to the next yeah. person. But this constant trying to indoctrinate, and, and look, those people go up to adults. If children answer the door, they ask for their parents. This is a total different thing. We're trying to indoctrinate children who don't know any better, who don't have those same defenses and guards that, and, and knowledge that adults do. When you're trying to get into their brains, when you're trying to indoctrinate them, it really shows that you are really – a lot of people use the word sick. Yeah, you could use the word sick. But there's just this terrible insecurity about who you are. There's an insecurity about who you are and what you are. Well, you can't just let people develop, and they'll develop. Kids will develop. Some will be gay. Some will be straight. Some will be bisexual. Just like over time, people, <laughs> it will happen but, normally. But, but ch 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 check it out, Mike. I, I'm pretty sure you're a sexual libertarian like me. You don't give a damn what they do in their bedroom, right? I don't believe in policing anybody. I don't believe in you. do whatever the hell you want to. Of course That's not. how I believe. Right? What I am against is once these people get into power, the laws that, they, that now we conservatives have to be fighting against. You know, whether it's abortion here in California that got approved, hopefully in the next few elections it'll get disapproved. You know, shit like that. Or, 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 or trying to come after doctors through their myths because they want a categorized doctor that don't agree with the CDC or their healthcare departments as misinforming, you know, misinforming the public and therefore let's strip them from their license, all that shit. Yeah. These are the people that we don't need in power, that they want to shove COVID down our throat, that they want to make it mandatory. So they didn't have the laws during COVID time. So now they want to have the laws to lock, lock us down if possible, despite what the Supreme Court said, despite what the state court said. If they could do it to the church, they would, even though they lost that battle. But believe me, they'll come around trying to subjugate the church and all the believers to their nonsense in a dictatorial, authoritarian fashion, because that's how they operate. Well, when they yes. do the same thing from the school, the school, the school boards, that's mm -hmm. a problem, too. Again, they you get you open the door and they blast open. Everybody comes in. Yeah. Well, you open the door. You said you were pro-gay. You said you were pride. You were saying you pro-LGBTQ. Pro you said you were you were diverse, diversity. You said you were DEI, diversity, inclusion, and equality. So here I am, all two hundred thousand of you. Right. Wow. You know that's how they work. You open the door, they blast open the door if they have to. But once you give them permission, once you say yes, once you're accepting, once you're compassionate to them. 
Forget it. They take over. And then they expect you to, like Sodom and Gomorrah, to succumb, to bend over to, well, to, to their will. That's, that's, that's how they that, work. That is what happens when you give people an inch, right? They'll take them. Exactly. Take, right. And that, that's what happened, that these people got their way. These people have been getting their way for so long, right? They've been getting their way for so long by calling people racist, by calling people homophobic, by calling people xenophobic, by using these words that have scared people away. And they've gotten, they've, they've gotten their way. We've allowed them to bully us. And because we've allowed them to bully us and they've gotten all of this, they want more. And at some exactly. point, we're going to have to stand up to the bully and say, we're not taking this anymore. We're not allowing you to roll over us anymore simply because you throw these words at us. You throw these these words at us that are supposed to scare us away and shut us exactly. up. Exactly. When we know this is the right. this is the very thing that Jordan Peterson was fighting against. We we haven't had it here in America yet. Bill C sixteen about the forcing of, uh, of calling uh, the transgender community by the preferred pronoun. Now the control of language, the forcing of people to use language. Not only that's no that goes against free speech. That's more like, uh, uh, like, like uh, you're making laws of conscience. Now you want to control what, uh, what, how I feel, or what you know, what I'm going to say, whether I agree or disagree with this particular group. Now I got to call them. Like you see, it's a control thing, manipulation, Jezebelian, like Jezebel in the Bible, of control and mani to manipulate you and to intimidate you if you don't, if you do otherwise, or if you resist. You know, that is their attitude. That has always been their, their method of working. Immediately making laws, which now they're going to cost money because every time they make these outrageous laws and, 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 and the people on the right fight, this is the shit we get in government. Now in corporate America, capitalist retail shops like, like, you know, big businesses like Target, you're able to vote with your dollars. Look at what happened with the, I think it was the American Family Council. Um, I think it was the one that, that James Dobbs worked in. So yes. Dr. James Dobbs, the one retired from KKLA and all that. This is the thing that, that, that the American Family Council fought hardcore. And in one year, Target said, we're not going to do transgendered restrooms. Why? Because they lost billions of dollars. I remember my sister had told me at Lancaster Baptist Church in Lancaster, California, the pastor there, Paul Ch Chapel, said, told the family, do not shop. That's like about 5,000 people there. Do not shop at Target. All you need is for the right pastor to stand up and say no. And believe me, business will shut down. If people were to do that to Disney, who has gone to the left-wing progressive like horribly, that's the one that Ron DeSantis fought in regards to the parental rights uh, in education bill, the so-called don't say gay had nothing to do with gay to begin with. If you don't fight harder and take them down, they'll continue. Uh, Disney lost 44% of their stock value. They lost a lot of subscribers to Disney+. Plus. If we don't fight with our dollars united in one ideology, they'll beat us and conquer us. And we'll, we'll be a brand new modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. And there won't be no ends if we're butts. The only butt sticking out is that's what they want. Yours and mine's. Okay. I'm glad. Vlad, I'm going to wrap the show up in a bit. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. You got it, brother. Thank you. Love talking. I love it. I love Vlad. That's great. I like that kind of direct talk. Come in, direct talk.
Let me direct talk. Uh, I did want to write this. I wish they'd made the messages and chat a little bit bigger because I'm going blind. But Gator had written about Sam Smith. He said, Sam Smith is an attention whore um, who's let himself go, attempting to ride the gender identity wave combined with his over-sexualization card. Where'd he go? I think he's gone. Did the Gator leave? Yes. Um, maybe he went to get some bangers and mash. I'm going to get some bangers and mash. Um, I don't know. Uh, yes, that's, I'm, I'm sure that's true. I'm not a big Sam Smith you know, aficionado. But obviously, these are people who want attention. And, you know, how do you get attention? You do an extreme number, and then you get attention, right? It worked. So that's basically what it comes down to. You know, and, and, that's, and that's another good point Gator made, that people are just taking on this thing where I, I, they're, all of a sudden they're becoming non-conforming or gender, gender fluid just to get attention, right? So a nobody can all of a sudden become somebody, right? Because they're just getting attention. They're drawing attention to themselves by doing an extreme musical number like that. Or by all of a sudden saying, I am a non-conforming, gender-bending, gender-affirming, gender, gender uh, you know, performer. Not just a regular performer. Not just a regular old performer. And so they're using it to their advantage. And who gets hurt by this? The actual people who are struggling with their gender identity. That's who gets hurt by this. The actual people who are struggling and who always have. They get hurt by people just taking advantage of the of the issue of the day or the fact that this has become a hot button topic just to get some attention to make money, to make money. It really is the bottom line. I know it sounds simplistic to a lot of people. Some even sounds simplistic to me, but it really is about money. All the stuff is about money, right? Whether it's about vaccines or pushing treatments or, or testing or, or, or doing musical numbers that, that, give yourself attention and get yourself publicity or all of a sudden using a gender gender fluidity as to way to as to way to raise yourself out of the the doldrums of no one really giving a shit about you this is all about money it's all about popularity and money right and that's the shame there are real people out there who are struggling with things and they're the ones being stepped on and used by people like this guy sam smith this 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 thing this it this they whatever they are uh of Sam Smith. All right, I'm going to do a last call for phone calls if anyone else wants to call in. But I think I'm going to, I think we've covered a lot today. I've covered a lot of issues, a lot of stuff. Um, tomorrow, I think we'll talk a little bit more. I think there'll be, oh, actually, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? What are we going to talk about tomorrow? Tomorrow's show will air a few hours after Biden's finished with his ridiculous uh, PR, his spin, his PR spin speech. Um, where he's going to lie about everything and he's going to make it look like this country is as strong as it's ever, our economy is strong. We're all strong. We're all happy. We're all, we're all prospering. Absolute horseshit. And we get another one of these before the election, right? The next one of these will come just as the primaries are starting this time next year. And supposedly the big news is Biden's going to tell us that he's running again after the speech is over. After he delivers this groundbreaking speech where he's going to talk about how the country is in the best shape ever, how he's such a genius and he's turned everything around, that he's running for a second term that will begin when he's 82 and end when he's 86. And if anything happens between those years of 82 and 86, in which a lot of men do die between those ages of 82 and 86, it's quite common, even before the vaccine, Kamala Harris will become president of the United States. Yeah, we're, we're in great shape. We're in great shape. 
All right. I want to remind everyone, the name of this show is in Let's Be Heard, and it airs Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. I think that's five days a week. I'm not great at math. I think it's five days a week. 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern time. And, yes, a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up for everybody. Thumbs up for everybody. Okay. And once again, this is Mike Kachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.